Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Parenthood Podcast. I'm Amy Laginus, your podcast host and guide to not only surviving, but thriving as a highly sensitive parent. Together, we'll dive into common challenges of highly sensitive parents, hear from other HSPs and empaths about their experiences in parenthood, and learn to honor and celebrate our sensitivity, not only as parents, but as humans. Welcome. Why are birthday parties so hard for HSPs? Hi there, I'm Amy Laginus, the founder of HighlySensitiveParenthood.com, an online resource center for highly sensitive parents and their children. This week, I'm going to be sharing on the topic of why are birthday parties so hard for HSPs? I've actually had a couple of clients bring this to my attention, and I found it to be kind of a funny topic, but also very relevant for many highly sensitive parents and highly sensitive children. So I wanted to just talk about it a little bit um, because I think it'll be helpful for many of you. So why do birthday parties or, or parties in general, I'm using birthday parties here, but just sort of like festive gatherings, why do that, those tend to feel so overwhelming and intense for HSPs? Well, there's a few different reasons for that. First of all, there's a relatively high level of chaos in many birthday parties. So there's often a lot of screaming children. Um, you might be in just like an intense location. So like Chuck E. Cheese or a party facility or a rock climbing gym. Um, even if you're just at a playground with young kids, there can be sort of an intensity of trying to keep an eye on your kid while also making small talk with a bunch of people you don't know, um, managing, you know, safety and managing potty and eating. Um, so there's, there's a lot of energy expended in just managing the sensory inputs that can be a part of a birthday party as well as sort of, especially for, for adults, but for highly sensitive kids too, um, managing the, uh, the weight of sort of socially showing up, um, making that small talk tends to be pretty draining for a lot of highly sensitive people, for example. Um, and then when you are the, uh, when you're the parent, um, there's also the preparation. Even if you're just a guest, you have to RSVP, you have to put on the calendar, you have to buy a gift, you have to get your kid transported over there, you have to wind down after the, uh, the sugar rush, you have to sort through the goodie bag, right? So there's a lot of sort of little tasks to take care of before, during, and after our birthday party. And of course, when you are the host, when you are hosting the birthday party, there's a whole other list of things to do, which can add a lot of stress. I mean, it seems like something that should be so simple and it can be. So we'll talk a little bit about what that could look like later. Um, but even for something that's so simple as a child's birthday party, there's, you know, there's the guest list. There's sending out, there's creating the invitations, sending them out. There's collecting RSVPs, coordinating vendors if you're needing to, um, if you're planning to order cake, um, if you're planning to uh, have um, have your birthday party like at a facility somewhere or or have food brought in, something like that, even if it's something like pizza, uh, creating goodie bags, corralling gifts, sending out thank you notes, um, and of course, all of the other things that I talked about before, you know, small talk and that kind of thing. So let me pause to acknowledge here that... For many communities in the United States, at least where I live, there's a, an immense amount of pressure put on parents to, to do a kid's birthday party in a certain way. So we see these picture-perfect parties on Instagram, on Pinterest, 
And I think this is part of sort of a larger phenomenon of giving our kids these like exceptional childhoods. I'm gonna give my kid everything that I didn't have, or I'm gonna give them everything they could possibly need. And that that includes sometimes some lavish birthday parties. There's kind of like this, um, this expectation that we put on ourselves or that we feel others put on us. And I wanna remind you here that you can uh, confidently opt out of most or all of the above expectations. We don't need to break our budget. We don't need to drive ourselves to a nervous breakdown just to provide our kids with a, a perfect birthday party. Um, and I find this especially true if you have young kids. So I'm going to say like under, like five and under, let's say especially like zero, th one through four, they're not going to remember it. So if, if it's something that really excites you to make a perfect birthday party or to make a really memorable one, then go for it. Absolutely. But if you are feeling like, oh, my kid's not going to remember, like it's so much work. Oh, I don't really want to do it. Then give yourself permission to not do it. They will not, <laughs> they will not remember it anyway. Um, so my kids have celebrated a cumulative total of 13, almost 14 birthdays. Um, so I have some experience in planning how to celebrate their, their birthdays every year. We've kind of gone through different iterations. Um, and I want to share a few ideas for you that I hope will be helpful, um, in many, maybe managing your expectations around what birthday parties look like, um, and just trying to do things a little bit differently. So the first tip I have for you um, from my own experience is if your child is invited to a birthday party that you know will likely be overwhelming. So the two for me that are have been the worst are Chuck E. Cheese um, or like Dave and Buster's for older kids, something like that, some sort of like amusement center. Um, Go-kart parties was the other one that I've been to. It was just like so loud. The smell of the gasoline is just like super intense. Um, know that you can opt out. Um, if you are an HSP parent, it may be that if you have a non-HSP partner or another family member or friend who's not HSP that would like to take your child or even another parent um, whose kid is attending the party, maybe they can take them. Um, if you know your child is an HSP themselves and you're like, oh, it might be too overstimulating for them, you can either choose to opt out or simply to attend for part of the party and leave early or just kind of touch base with them. So when my HSP kid was invited to a go-kart party, I just kind of checked in with him and said like, hey, how you doing? Like everything okay? Um, I don't think I gave him earplugs for that particular one, but that's also an option. It's just sort of managing, if you know it will be overstimulating, how can you reduce the, the impact or the intensity of that? The second tip I have for you is if you're planning your child's own birthday party, Consider what you can do to relieve some of the stress. So the, like I said earlier, the, these like big themed elaborate birthday parties for younger kids are often unnecessary unless you are excited about it and then go for it. Um, and you can kind of pare back expectations. So I have a shameless admission and I say that completely truthfully, like I feel no shame about this. I've only once created like goodie bags for my kids parties and those are definitely the standard here where I live in San Diego. Um, with like Lego kits and like kind of nicer goodie bags. Um, first of all, they're expensive. I'm already spending a bunch of money on, you know, depending on the year. Some years I've spent very little, um, but if I'm spending a lot of money for like a more intense birthday party. I'm like, I, I, I don't want to spend more money on a goodie bag. Um, they require a lot of work. They require time. They require planning. And most of the items just get broken or tossed in the trash. I find it to be somewhat wasteful, at least how my own kids use goodie bags. So if you love making goodie bags, more power to you, go for it. I, I know I've seen really cute goodie bags as well that are really sweet and meaningful. Um, but if you don't wanna take the time or energy or don't find it meaningful, then give yourself permission to skip it. 
Um, okay, the third tip I have for you is to consider hosting a party that's just really low key. Um, so often for, for me and my kids, that's been like on our back patio. It's been, or at a local playground, you can order a few pizzas or just set out some chips and dip and have people just show up. Um, so I'm sure this depends on the time of year and, you know, where you live. We're lucky in San Diego that we can do that a lot of the year, but, um, it could even just be sort of like, you know, in, in your house or at a community center, something's just super simple. Um, and you might not even need to send out formal invert invitations or track RSVPs. You could just kind of text a few family members with the time and the place, um, or friends with the time and the place and, uh, gather them together. So for example, this year, um, I'm just planning on texting a few of my son's friends, parents, meeting at a local park with some soccer balls and maybe ordering some cake juice boxes and maybe a pizza or two. We'll see. But just keeping it really low key and it'll probably be under $50 for the whole party, which I'm excited about. Um, so consider skipping a birthday party. This is the last tip I have for you. Consider skipping a birthday party and instead gifting your child with a special experience. This can look different for different kids. Um, again, in Southern California, we've done Disneyland or Legoland, which can add up, but if you already have a pass, so for example, we already have a pass last year to Legoland, an annual pass, and so we made it extra special by staying at night in a local hotel, and um, it was really fun, and just kind of like, we didn't have to buy him extra gifts, so I didn't even have to think about, oh my gosh, what does he want? I maybe got him like a little thing, one or two little things, but no big gifts. Um, didn't have to worry about a party, didn't have to worry about cake or invitations. We just kind of uh, booked the hotel and then showed up. Um, and it was really simple. Um, you can also do things like uh, visiting a beach or a state park or going camping. Um, just having a special experience together as a family that especially for, I would say for a lot of highly sensitive kids and, and parents, the experience part of it is um, really meaningful too. So it could be actually a, a nice alternative to like a, a birthday party, especially for, for HSPs who are a little more easily overwhelmed by being around lots of people. Um, so you might choose to invite a friend or two, um, you know, let's go grab some frozen yogurt with a friend or two. And that's, that's the whole birthday party. That's all it has to be, right? Um, so I just want to give you permission to maybe reevaluate your expectations. If you find yourself feeling overwhelmed or crushed by planning a kid's birthday party or by getting invited to lots of birthday parties for your, you know, for your kid's friends that you don't have to say yes to all of them. You can show up and then leave early. Um, you just have, you have lots of options. So I just want to give you that permission. Um, and I hope you feel empowered to maybe make some different, make some changes that feel really good for you, for your kid, for your family. Um, and I hope that, uh, that this maybe encourages you to check out some of the other resources I have available for you as well. A lot of which are about just examining your expectations of yourself and seeing if there's little tweaks you can make in your life or in your child's life to make things a bit easier, more fun, more peaceful to be a highly sensitive person. You can stay up to date on all the things that I'm doing by subscribing to my newsletter, um, which will be linked below. Uh, or, and you can always find that at my website as well, highlysensitiveparenthood.com. That's where you can go to check out the newsletter, um, other blogs, and um, other resources available for highly sensitive parents and highly sensitive children. All right, take care. Thanks for joining us on the Highly Sensitive Parenthood podcast. For more resources, including our blog, 
toolkit and online course for highly sensitive parents, visit highlysensitiveparenthood.com.